Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. gentlemen welcome to another edition of stay busy with armand sadler where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture it feels like i haven't potted in a while which is crazy i was here like a couple weeks ago but i don't know i just feel like i've been distant i miss y'all i hope y'all miss me too i miss these comfortable couches um but we're here we are here to give y'all another fantastic episode it's a special month Busy Black Business Month, our third installment of Busy Black Business Month. This is where we highlight the creators in and out of the music industry who are doing fantastic things, people we look up to, people that you should know about, people that you might already know about. So Busy Black Business Month is here. We're kicking it off strong. I'm going to let y'all know who our guest is in a few, but of course, you got to get through some housekeeping things. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for all visual episodes, YouTube shorts, past busy sessions, or you can subscribe on your preferred audio platform. Leave a review, a like, a comment, share, engage with us on social media at Stay Busy Pod. We are on IG, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok family, y'all haven't been as mean to me lately. I appreciate y'all. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully we keep it that way, but it's all love, so you can follow us everywhere. We just got out of Stay Busy Shark Week with my brothers Wango Khan and Jordan Rose discussing Drake's best B-sides and 50 Cent saying that depression is a luxury. I really had a lot of fun with both of those discussions. It's always a pleasure linking with my guys, um, even if their taste is questionable because they think Hours in Silence is the worst song on her loss. I, I don't I don't really get that. There's some people on social media who agree with them, so y'all got some questionable taste as well. But uh, I'm, I'm going to let that slide anyways. Y'all can tap into those episodes. And of course... For exclusive content, the podcast only fans, patreon.com backslash stay busy pod for all exclusive content, early access, a bunch of different things for y'all. So make sure you tap into that. Uh, we got Nick Early here, executive producing at a high level as only he does. Kieran Hurley, our VP of everything, the man you cannot see but you can feel. Siobhan DeShields, our VP of engagement, and Aaliyah Simone, our VP of data and analytics. But now to get to the reason why we are kicking Busy Black Business Month off so strong. I mean, the brand fe- speaks for itself. You've seen athletes, celebrities, and anyone notable wearing the clothing that this man has helped to create, including me, myself. <laughs> Every time I get paid, I'm on that shoptier.nyc website. You see it on my body. You will continue seeing it on my body. But the clothes don't make themselves. Art, fashion, and entertainment have been part of this man's life from his Long Island University days. It should come as no surprise that he's helping everyone, helping make everyone else look smooth because... This may be unfortunate to some. He's a brother of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Fies up, though. You feel me? <laughs> he lives by the phrase, art never dies, and success is what you make it. And boy, has he made something special. Welcoming to the Busyverse, the co-founder and creative director of Tier Entrepreneur Festival and Art Never Dies Foundation, Nigeria Ely. Welcome to the show, my brother. 
It is a pleasure to be there. And that was a, an immaculate intro. Thank you, man. That was you. great. You know, I, I, again, I try to make my guests feel special. Today, there could be love between 06 and 1911. You know, we could, we, <laughs> we could show each other some love today. <laughs> How you feeling, though? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Tired. You, you want to move your mic back so you don't got to lean in? Yeah, get, get comfortable, man. We, we family. We, we good. <laughs> I'm feeling good, though. I'm feeling good. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Just got off a flight last night. Mm -hmm. Been in meetings all day. So that little jet lag mixed mm -hmm. with just... Just being tired from the from like the past week, but other than that, I'm good. I'm good. Always yes. working, always working, making sure that we are dressed to the nines. Um, so let's jump into this. Whether you like, whether you like Rockaware or Echo, Sunny Digital or Metro, Pork Chops or Neckbones, Ben and Jerry's or Cold Stone. What was you rocking back in the day as a youth? Was you rocking Rockaware or Echo? Definitely Rockaware. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I feel like, yeah, that was a lot just now. <laughs> it took um, you back. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, 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 I'm going to run through it. You got to remember. Rockaway and Echo definitely, uh -huh. you know, re really expect to both, but yeah. Rockaway is like one of the holy grails of my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because I was actually looking at an at a old picture of me from middle school yeah. the other day, and I had on a black Rockaway tee with like a big... <laughs> R, the big white yeah, R in yeah. the front. Um, it was actually my middle school yearbook photo. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, those are the days, man. Yeah, Rock that was a good time. Echo. I'm trying to remember what else I wore, we wore back. Sean John, of course. Can't forget yep, Sean John. Uh, G Unit had its clothing run for, for a definitely while. Had, definitely had those tinks. Definitely did. Hats, definitely all did. that. Yeah, fashion has it's evolved, but uh, those, those times, you could just never forget them. You can never forget them. Yeah, nostalgic. For real. Now, Sunny Digital or Metro Boomin? Who you who you fucking with on on the production side? Um, Sunny has some. Sunny has produced and helped create some amazing songs. Yeah. So is Metro. Mm -hmm. It's a um, tough one, but I. It's definitely tough. It's tough. People don't really like. It's tough, but like both of them, in. both of them equally. Like I just. Well, like, remember my college years, mm -hmm. right? And hearing those tags and hearing those drops. And, yep. like, this is early on with, like, the ATL music culture yeah, man. Um, coming back into the forefront. Mm -hmm. So, like, 2012, 13, 14. Yep. Um, and just seeing how they, are like, evolved from then to now also. Yeah. Um, I'm going to definitely go Metro. Mm -hmm. I'm going to definitely go Metro. Um. Rocking with his last project, Heavy. That's really good. Um, there's a there's a few songs on there that I keep in rotation mm -hmm. currently. Um, I was actually just listening to the album on my way here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trance. I, I, I listen <laughs> yeah, to Trance I was just, every I was day. just listening to Trance. Trance is my shit. Um, Trance is great. I, 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 I can't like, call the name of the other song I'm thinking about mm -hmm. currently. Um, but it was with Don Tolliver and Future. Oh, uh, um, too many I, nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. too many nights. I they, was, they, yeah. Don and Future was all over that shit. Like it was, it was really oh, yeah. the Don Future Twenty One Showcase. But uh, definitely your project, definitely your project. Facts. So, yeah, For I would sure. agree. But there's no disrespect to Sunny. Sunny Digital is incredible, um, a legend. So, pork chops or neck bones? What, what, what we got here? Neither. Neither. I don't eat meat. Oh, um, okay, okay. Well, I'm. Pescatarian. Okay. So I don't eat seafood. I respect that. Uh, when I don't eat seafood, I eat vegan food. Okay. Um, and naturally, even 
when I did used to eat like chicken, beef, pork. Mm. I never liked those anyway. Mm. Like that. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't really fuck with pork chops. Like it took me some time. Uh, as I got older, I appreciated them more, and I started making my own now. Like I, I be cooking a lot more. Oh yeah. So, so you got your own swag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Finessing <laughs> myself. Finessing myself. So yeah, I feel that. I respect that. And lastly, the battle of the ice creams: Ben and Jerry's or Cold Stone. Um. Once again, like Cold Stone is like a holy grail. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cold Stone is like the hibachi of ice creams. Like, you're seeing them finesse the shit in front yeah, of you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I remember after school going downtown Brooklyn mm-hmm. to at Atlantic Mall, mm-hmm. and there was a Cold Stone there, and yeah. everybody was just being there, just getting ice cream. Um, it's definitely something that I had like every day. Mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's is just like, you know that's quality ice cream. Yeah, it's just reliable. Like it's no, always there. Yeah, you don't always see a cold stone. It's like but... that's that uh, like sensual ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think bigger than that, I personally love Ben Ben and Jerry's content on social media. Yeah, like no, their page is phenomenal. They're great. Like absolutely. they dominate social. For sure. Um, look at me trying to slide out that question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, damn. I'm gonna go. I love Ben and Jerry's, but I'm gonna go Cold Stone for the nostalgia. I respect that. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would probably say Cold Stone's like higher quality. That's, that's like the, that's like the luxurious ice cream. Like you don't like, it's like you don't always see a Cold Stone. So when you see it, you gotta go. Ben Jerry's holds it down. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's always there. Yeah. Like you can't, you go to a Seven Eleven. All the pints you go anywhere, right. they, they gonna have a lot of Ben Jerry's pints. They might not have the Cold Stone pints. It's no, it's almost so. it's, it's less accessible, so I feel that. Um, being that we're gonna be talking a lot of fashion shit, we got to do a fit check, bro. Like, to tell the people what, what you got on as a as a swaggy brother. Uh, calm day, calm day. Mm-hmm. I just came from the studio. I'm wearing uh, unreleased tear track jacket. Okay. Um, from our newest project coming, Project Five Tear University. Um, I'm wearing tear maze pants, simple worker pants, but. The attention is in the detail from the stitching going up in the back. I rock with that. Um, got on some co-made forces. These is like one of my everyday sneakers. Comfy and just a like classic, well, just like a nice spin on a classic shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and a unreleased tear hat as well. I, I need that one. Yeah, that, I, I was looking at that. I was like, that that looks, oh. yeah. It's, it's, the, no. the, the detail in the card, I was like, okay, yeah, that's tear. I need that. I, yeah, I need like, that. I think one thing that I try to do every day is wear my own brand. Mm. Like, I think, and I think I do well at it at least. That's got to be dope, too. Uh, at least 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself 98. <laughs> you know. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Especially because, like. Probably more. It's, it's one thing to, like, wear your own stuff and it not necessarily be at the level of tier but like the levels y'all have ascended to which we'll talk about later like you you walking around wearing it and people know, like people see me and like wearing it and like did they notice it like random people on the street like oh you were rocking tier like i'm like yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you know what's funny is i always hear those like kind of stories mm-hmm. where it's like if somebody meets somebody else wearing tear mm-hmm. um or if somebody sees someone just walking by you know like it's always just a convo starter yeah or it always feels like a you know, network of people almost, right? Yep. Like that bond where it's like, oh, you got on tea, I got on tea, let's mm-hmm. be friends. So let's be, like, you know? <laughs> um, and so many people have told me, like, conversations have started in yeah. airports, restaurants, mm-hmm. parties, um, anything just from wearing tear, you know? And that's something that, that me personally, like, I'm always 
grateful for. Yeah. Like just to just to know not only people who wear 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 the clothes and actually like it, but the sense of community that it builds when people wear it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's, it's um, more than just clothing for real. <laughs> yeah. And for for like me personally, like I think I'm a true black lever and people should like they should be walking billboards for their brands. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. if you have a brand, I should know you have a brand. You know, um, particularly in fashion, if you make clothes or things like that, I shouldn't see you in like a different brand mm-hmm. every day. Like, when do you ever wear your own stuff? Yeah. No, that's facts. Um, you spitting? That's that's good advice for for the people out there. So yeah, uh, you know, pushing brands. And granted, I like I like how to. Me wearing my own brand, you know, like I wear a lot of my friends' brands, mm-hmm. you know, because they also make fire, fire pieces. Yeah. Um, but I think mainly you should always be a representation of your brand. Spin dropping gems early. We gonna we we gonna get into <laughs> it. We gonna get into it. Let's jump into this chat. Grammys recap. The Super Bowl of music occurred this weekend. Before we talk about the music, we know that you attended some very. Uh, prestigious events um the the elusive highly coveted rock nation brunch <laughs> how was it um it was a great feeling mm-hmm. yeah, that was you your know, first one right yeah the first one great feeling um i think ultimately for me um it's not always about being in spaces mm-hmm. but more about the energy within spaces yeah you know um a lot of people want to be in a lot of places, you know, um, but energy is a whole different thing, you know, nice. and I think just the elegance, the conversations, um, you know, and just how open and friendly people were, mm-hmm. um, and just to know that, you know, everybody's there as individuals during their own thing based off what they do, whether it's in music or any other industry um but really being able just to have conversation Mm -hmm. you know and just to bond without anything extra you know um and i just also just love seeing us just dress up too facts right um so yeah like i think for me i'm still processing like a lot of it like i did interact with like a lot of my favorite people Mm -hmm. from either from when i was young or more recently so like that was a that was a moment for me um but overall like it was just a great time you know i really enjoyed it and yeah and i'm sure it was gratifying knowing that ultimately your hard work allowed you to be in that space as well like you were more focused on the energy and you know everyone looking great but it's also like you 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 because it's it's a status thing like for people people want to go to the rock nation brunch because they feel like they made it but for you it's like you really you earned your place there by creating something that resonates with the people so I'm i mean sure that was... yeah definitely i think one of the biggest things is i think for me i always like to say you know if you're meant to be somewhere it's gonna happen right um a lot of politics, a lot of things, but I feel like if you're meant to be somewhere, it's like it's gonna happen. Yeah, you know. Um, and for me, I'm a strong black lever of I'm always in the right place at the right time. Um, mainly because I try my best to disassociate with places that I don't feel serve me or I benefit from, 
or I can contribute to right. also, right? Thanks. I think a big thing is being able to con- con- like contribute to spaces yeah. that you're in. A lot of times people talk about, you know, what they got from something, but what can you add to something? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, like, once again, like, I'm just still processing it a <laughs> yeah. lot. Uh, one of my boys, B-Dot, he, um, like, he, it was just a randomest thing. It was the randomest thing, and I... I was like, oh, shit, this is really happening right now. Um, I was just walking around, you know, seeing people that I knew, saying hi, giving hugs, things like that, seeing B-Dot, giving him a pound. I'm like, yo, what's good? We just did chopping it up. And he's just like randomly like, you want to meet Hov? <laughs> and I'm just like, I right, <laughs> cool. But it's like Hov is literally standing like three three, three uh, people over. Yeah. And... He taps hold and was just like, this is Nigeria. This is where he's from. This is what he do. And I gave Hove a like, pound, and I was just telling him, like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. And it mm-hmm. was just like, I was trying to keep it real short. Right. Because it's like, I don't want to overly speak or just say, like, anything. Of course. You know, but I think that was a good, like, moment. Um, like, especially because for me personally, I'm like, you know, I grew up in Farragut Projects, downtown Brooklyn, my whole life, until I was, like, 19 years old, you know. But I also grew up in Marcy because my family lived there. My cousin, my aunt, my grandmother, I had family that lived there. And ironically, they lived in Hove's old building. Mm -hmm. So it's like you cannot, like, imagine early to, like, thousands how Marcy is. Um, Same thing for Farragut, same thing for Fort Greene, all those neighborhoods. And... For me to be where I'm at now, um, doing the things that I'm doing and trying to create this path of my own and to see a successful black billionaire now that comes from the same, if not worse, and like environment, you know, to me that means something. It's bigger than it, it's, it being hove. And, yeah. you know, for me when I was younger, this is somebody that made it from the circumstances that I was in or I'm in you know, and took it to a whole different level. Yeah. And that, for me, also helped me be the person that I am in terms of, like, I'm going to make it out. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to stay focused. Yes, you know, we learn, like, along the way, but that's part of, part of the process, you know. Hmm. Um, and that's how I kind of look at, like, anybody that I really, really expect, whether it's in, like, music, art, fashion, things like that. I always look at, you know, how are their stories similar to mine? You yeah. know, what can I take from this? Um, how can what I do also, you know, propel me to be in a space where I am able to create change or in a mm-hmm. space where I am able to, like, spark conversation or help somebody benefit in some type of way, you yeah. know? I but think yeah. the dope thing about that is in 15, 20 years when there's a tear brunch or something, someone from Brooklyn. Are you listening? Tear events always go up. So <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we know there's, that. There's going to be someone from your area who's doing something who gets to be in your presence, and it's going to be a similar experience. So we just right. create those ripple effects. So oh, definitely, it's, definitely. It's really dope to see someone who had that experience Look at it so humbly, as opposed to being like, "Nigga, I'm at Hove, like <laughs> I dap Hove up, like, <laughs> like, like you're really taking it in, in no, a, yeah, right, in a meaningful type of way, like, and I, I admire that because 
this whole clip could have been, I think I'm at Hove. Hove said, tears, dope, all this. But like, nah, this, is I mean, powerful. this is really powerful yeah. for me to hear. I mean, for me personally, like, I always know where I come from and what I've like, experienced in uh, life yeah. to where I'm at now. And I don't take nothing for granted. I'm grateful for everything. Pray every day, meditate every day, um, and try to just always put my best foot forward, you know. Um, and one, once again, I think bigger than it just being me being around other like people, right? And a lot of things that um, I tell some of my friends or family when they ask, like, if I met like certain people and things like that, I would just be like, you know, for me. I realize that they're human beings also. Um, and I've never been like also, like I've never been like a super fanned out person whenever mm. I like meet people. Um, because for me to like like an artist or things like that, I have to like their story or yeah. for like spec what they do and just things like that. Um, so for me, when I do, it's always that humble ex- experience where like I don't want pictures, I don't want anything. I just want to tell you how you impacted my life and literally tell you like, hey, you'll see me soon. Yeah, it's funny because that's literally what I did. Like, um, the first time that I met Ye, mm-hmm. I was just like, "My name is Nigeria. This is what I do. You you will see me soon one day. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. But you know, my work is going to speak to where I end up in life. Yeah. Um, and that's how I kind of look at everything. You know, I focus on what I'm doing. I never like I can admire or have inspo from other places, but like. My mind is like moving on its own. Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. Speaking of uh, Hove, we got to get into this Beyonce thing. So Beyonce made history. She is the winningest artist in Grammy history with thirty-two Grammys. Unfortunately for many, the narrative was still no Album of the Year award. How'd you feel about how the Album of the Year results ended up with Harry Styles as it was winning? Um, a lot of people were frustrated that Renaissance didn't get it, and yeah, definitely just general frustration at the Grammys. Like, what, 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 what was your perspective on that? I mean, I can definitely see the frustration. Um, I was also actively on like Twitter when everybody was talking about mm-hmm. it, so yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody like, well, this is the time that had, yeah, you should be here, mm-hmm. <laughs> be there. <or> something. <laughs> like, like Twitter was having a fields day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Renaissance was an amazing album. Fantastic. Um, I do also think that it should have won album of the of the uh, year. Um, to me, I can't give a full uh, like opinion because I didn't listen to those other projects, mm. so I can't also say that they don't deserve that. Right. I just I'm like that's not my fan base. I don't listen to that mm-hmm. um, music. Like well, well, you know, like I like, never like really listen to that music. Right. Um, not to say that that I won't, but I think overall, I can't be a judge of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that I truly and thoroughly enjoyed Renaissance. I know I'm trying to go to the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, those songs are still in rotation. But yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think it would be fair to say that somebody else didn't deserve it because yeah. I'm a Beyonce fan. Yeah. No, and that that's a good perspective to have because. The stands, uh, who I think a lot of them did not listen to yeah, <laughs> Harry no, Styles. Like, I've never listened to Harry Styles', yeah. Styles album to say, "Hey, he didn't, yeah, like deserve this," which know? is fine. But that, um, and for everyone. But I, I always just try to tell people like, don't denounce something that you haven't heard just because you right. like something better. Like, 
Um, my, my boy Cameron Hay made a great point. Like, Renaissance, as it was, and Bad Bunny's Un Verano Sin they all checked right. all the boxes. Right. They were all viable candidates. And at the end of the day, we know what, we know what the Grammys is about. Like, we, we know that they're not going to give the proper recognition to black music that deserves things. Like, yes, we have the rap category. We should sweep the rap category. We've had the Macklemore years and all that. But, like, that's something we should sweep. But we also got people who do more and aim higher. And it was good to see the presence of Mary J. Blige in those overall categories. Khaled was in a couple of them. Right. Beyonce was in them. But... I unfortunately wasn't surprised. It's like you're disappointed, but you're not surprised. Like that's that's yeah. just this is just what happens to us. I think I wasn't. I mean, for me, I don't even look at it as like a us thing when it comes mm-hmm. to that. In particular, I just think, you know. For example, I've never heard Harry Styles' music, mm-hmm. but I've heard his name more times than I can count this past year. He's out here. He's doing his thing, right? <laughs> Even to, we were talking about Drake's last album, where yeah. Drake mentioned him like five, six times throughout that whole <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, Right? I've never listened to Harry Styles, but mm-hmm. hey, there's people listening to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bad Bunny, you know, I have a plethora of friends that love Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. That also was on Twitter like, hey, like Bad Bad Bunny should have won. Yeah. You know, I I like know some some of uh, songs. Can I articulate a whole album and say like, "Hey, well, Bad Bunny should have won," or mm-hmm. Harry, you know? So I think ultimately it went down to not only the wider fan base, I guess, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever else factors play into that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really what it is. Uh, one thing I did like was the hip hop 50th anniversary tribute performance. They had everybody up there. Black Thought. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, LL Cool J, Ice T, The Locks was up there, Lil Baby, Glorilla, Lil Uzi Vert. They had so many people at the Big Boy. Like it was that was really dope. Like Not right. for an award show that people feel like doesn't give hip hop and rap its just due to give us that look in our 50th anniversary. I was like, okay, Grammys, like, yeah, I don't always get it right, but that that's something you should do. You should give us that platform. Right, and we showed out. Thirteen minute performance, so many like Matt Buster rhymes up like so many people. Oh, yeah, that Buster they got. Body that. It was dope. It was really I like I I genuinely enjoyed that, and like I was kind of ambivalent to the show. Like I had to watch it because I had to cover it for work. But that moment, that's a moment where I like looked up and was like rocking. Like I was, I was, I really enjoyed that. Nah, so. yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that like the whole performance was like phenomenal. Yeah, I think. What I wish, though, is I wish that the transition of the time period... Mm, I was going to get into that. <laughs> ...was, like, better, because it's, like... We went from the locks to Lil Baby. Yeah, like, you went from the locks to Lil <laughs> skipped Baby. skipped, like, 15 years. And it's, like, damn, well, what happened to, like, all these early years with, mm-hmm. like, Dipset mm-hmm. and, like, Wheezy. Yeah, and, Ross. Um, Ross was Ross. there. Ross was in the God Day performance, yeah. but it's like... But it's like... You could have got Meek, are, you know, Wale. Then, yeah, right. Like, so I'm thinking about, like, early 2010s, you know, mm-hmm. like, Meek Mill, when, like, he first came out, he performed my freshman year of college at LIU Brooklyn, mm-hmm. 2011, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's a while ago. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about, like... The Migos era, the Rich mm-hmm. Homie Kwan era, mm-hmm. like the Young Thug era. Like, obviously, you know, free free uh, Thug. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah. you know, I just feel like a few 
a few timelines was like missing, mm-hmm. you know. It was a but I'm big I'm gap. definitely <laughs> happy that like Baby and Uzi yeah. got that platform. Like yeah. you know, like those are two of the hottest out currently. Yeah. You know, now nah, little baby um, doing freestyle at the Grammys. Yeah, like, that's and, a moment. And, and, and he did freestyle. That's a moment. And he did freestyle. Because you, you would know? assume like he would do one of the more and freestyle yeah. is like known. It's one of his cult. I just wish hits, the I like guess. the like transition into freestyle was I better. Like I agree. The, like song prior to that was just like damn. How you just jump into freestyle yeah. like right after this? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but I was definitely hyped when Uzi came out. Mm-hmm. Definitely hyped when Uzi came out. I think yeah. like that was a big. A moment too, yeah. You know, cause that song is it's hard. <laughs> that song got it right now. Yeah. It got it. It got it. <laughs> my my thought is that they probably asked a lot of those people to be there, and they probably didn't want to do it. Which probably on the one hand sucks because hip hop 50th anniversary. We want all of our generations represented, but I also understand like standing your ground against the Grammys. The Grammys have done Nicki Minaj dirty. Uh, Drake has felt slighted by them. Uh, Cole Kendrick was there, like you know, it was, it was like I, I get both sides, and it I, I agree the transition was weird. I'm not gonna like fully complain because overall I did enjoy it, but it, it was right. definitely weird. I agree, right. it was it was very weird. Um, Kendrick Lamar gentleman sweeps the rap categories with the exception of best melodic rap performance. Future Drake Thames they won for Wait for You. Wasn't really surprised by that either. Wait for you deserved that. It absolutely. But shout out to K Dot on all other categories. Yeah, like yeah. he deserved that and more. It's a like, his album is very polarizing for people. A lot of people feel like it wasn't deserving, but for me, it's like as we've seen with the Grammys, if Kendrick is nominated, he, he's winning everything. We saw it with Damn. We saw it with the Pimp a Butterfly. And I, I think of that category, while I did like the Future album more, I just I didn't expect them to give Future best rap album. Like, which sucks. Nah, I think. I think for me, um, Kendrick deserved those, you know. Mm-hmm. I think what the album did for me and, like, a lot of other people last year, you know, it was a powerful album. It was really good. It yeah. was very, like, powerful, and it was vulnerable, and it was mm-hmm. raw. And I think when I listen to music personally, like, I like to see the transition in the artist, yep. and the transition... And how they grow, you know. A lot of times when you think about music, you think about fashion, you think about any creative field, honestly. Yeah. You know, people always want you to be, like, how you started. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realize that most times, like, the way you started is most times a stopping stool. hmm Right? Um, and naturally, we grow as people, yep. right? We grow in our mindset. We grow in our habits. We grow in what we like, what we don't like. Um, things that may have been cool to us five, ten years ago may not be cool to us now. Mm-hmm. And we also build the confidence to, to tell our stories better. Yeah. Right? Um, so when I, like, hear songs like Mama, I'm Sober, um, you know, like, those hit. Count me right? out. Because, like, Mirror. this is vulnerability. This is, like, vulnerability Jay-Z showed in 444 mm-hmm. when he's speaking about his mom. Right, this is like vulnerability that Kanye did on 808s and Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just shows growth, it shows character. Yeah. Um, and I think depending on how we listen to music, you know, a lot of people are in a I just want to turn up, yeah, yeah, yeah. rah rah party, this and that phase. Yeah, um, 
but if you're listening to music for context, for depth, for understanding, um, and 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 for growth, then this album was perfect. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I would I would never say it wasn't a good album. Um, so I I really wasn't surprised that uh, to see it win and. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, <clears throat> more so, just look again. It's a situation of people wanting their favorites to win, like Future being nominated or the Pusha T right. fans, Pusha T making shirts and push it, for it up. Pusha, mm-hmm. Future, yeah, fantastic albums. Mm-hmm. Pusha album was probably my favorite album, mm. right? Because it was so raw and like every song hit, mm. like every beat the production everything hit and you know and Pusha gonna always talk his shit but it was like this like this way was like I'm luxury shit talking to mm. you know um Future I feel like Future like evolves naturally every album project that he like does you know like not to say that that's expected from Future but like I think he's mastered a way of how he likes to do music. And yeah. I think it works extremely well. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Future is somebody that we're going to always check for. Facts. He's he's bigger than a you Grammy. You know, like, he's like, bigger than, like, you know, like... We don't need a Future Grammy to validate like, him. He's, like, stamped. Yeah. You know, all of them are stamped. Yep. You know, all of them, all of them. Yep. But, you know, Future is, you know, like... Future is Future. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like that, like there's no other way to like say it. Simple as that. Granted, there's no other like K dot to me either. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no other Pusha T to me either. Yeah. Yeah. You all... know, like they're all unique artists. Yeah. They're all unique in the way that they tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um the In Memoriam tribute, um that that song Quavo made for Takeoff, like it, it, it hit me in the feels when I first heard it, and then Facts. just seeing it live, seeing him hold up Takeoff's chain like that, it really, uh, it was, it was, it was heavy. It was very, yeah. very heavy. Um, admittedly, though, it was tough to not see Offset up there. Um, you know, they we still don't really know what happened. Um, they reportedly got into a scuffle after the performance or before the performance that night. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I'm never gonna judge people's grief. I'm never gonna get in people's business. We're not entitled to know what happened. But for me, as a fan of them, it just sucks that they couldn't even reconcile to do a tribute to Takeoff because well, that is Quavo's nephew, but that's Offset's cousin too. Like, right. and the Grammys wanted Offset up there. So as as far as we know, Quavo was was not with it. Yeah. So whatever happened between them, Quavo, it's something that he can't look past, which right. which sucks. Like yeah. that's that I mean, really sucks. I guess we don't really know the ins and outs yeah. of like what happened, how it happened, why it happened. Yeah, you know, and there's also like a lot of he say she say on social media. Exactly. Um, but I can agree. Like I would have loved to see both of them up yeah. there. You know, to me, like we're used to the Migos. Right. Granted, we love each of them mm-hmm. as individuals. Yeah. You know, um, I do think, I, once again, like everybody has their own way of grieving, their own way of dealing with problems and issues. And, you know, I'm not going to also say that everything is reconcilable mm-hmm. at a certain point. You know, I think, I think, and I'm hopeful 
that they'll like eventually be good, but I don't think a performative reconciliation reconciliation mm. for that's the Grammys. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Is the thing you know like yes we like you know yes we would have loved to see it. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure Offset would have loved to be a part of that moment also. Mm. Um, but I think as family, you know, sometimes family need time. That's facts. You know, and sometimes you know, I like eventually they'll be good. Mm-hmm. When, when like, you still hear Offset speak about it, why would y'all think I'm going to fight my brother? Like, I think their family goes through things, and I think, once again, be, be like, because of who they are, a lot of things are put in the mainstream, or a lot of things are, are like, assumed. But, you know, I think they'll get it right when it's time to. Yeah. You know, and I think they both understand that life is short. Yeah. And that, they both just lost one of the closest people in their life. And ultimately, the third piece of their puzzle. The one who was pushing them right. to really rap. You like, know. He's, like, Takeoff was the one rapping before any of them. So that's a good point, though. Yeah, I, 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 like, didn't, I didn't look at it that way. So that's a good, like, performative reconciliation. While it would have been good for us fans. Yeah, like, what would it have been for good them? for us, but is it good for them? That's a good and, point. You know, that's a really once again, point. like, I always like to think about the person. That's you know, a really good point. Granted, I want to see a lot of things happen. Yeah. You know, that don't yeah. mean that it should. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, you're right. So, yeah. It's a good perspective. That's a really good perspective. But, yeah, that's our Grammys recap. Um, let's hear some tunes. Let's jump into, you can throw the headphones on. And let's see what Frank Ocean got to say. The best song wasn't the single. Okay, vocals. But you weren't either. Living in the Barry Heights. It's a classic right The there. Black Beverly Hills. Okay. <laughs> now, Frank is... What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank is I that nigga for real, for real. I don't know if you saw, we didn't get to talk about it. He put out, like, these these merch posters, and he had, like, this, like, narrative written on the back, and he was talking about how around 20... It was either 2019, 2020, when he put out those singles, DHL, In My Room, he was planning to put out singles, because the label was pushing him to. And then he kind of got to a point where he was like, no, I want to put an album out. So, you know, the Frank Ocean albums are always elusive. But talking like that, saying I don't want to be a singles guy no more, I want to put an album out. We, we might have to wait another three years, but at least we know Frank is in album mode mentally. So uh, that's definitely exciting, because I know people have been waiting on that for a while. But <clears throat> to get into these slides, what would you bring for us to play today, good sir? Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> what you Wait. got for us? Oh, songs. Yeah. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of songs right now. I know the one that I sent you for sure mm-hmm. was RZA. Yeah. It's off a French new album mm-hmm. with uh, Benny and DJ Drama. Yes, sir. Like, that song slaps. I don't okay. think, like, a lot of people... I'm not really sure if a lot of people listen to a French new album yet. I definitely have. But that, this is gonna be my first time. But this. that, <laughs> but like that's a solid project. Okay, cool. a solid project for sure, for sure. Produced by Cool and Dre. Let's hear it. Smoke them like a loose, money thing like a roach. 
Serving the raw sushi, get it off the ground like boost. Sicker than your average. Break up in the attic. Selected with the static. No whiskey with the marriage. seen not lie. She dizzy in the high rise. Self made, no allies. Where you go, we top five. Sticky in the drop. Uh, Millie with the chop. Million dollar game, feel like Gilly with the pop. Rory 400 horse. Drip like a broke faucet. Black spider Porsche. I'm doing a lot on crosses. I need mines and dollars. Keep your blogs and flowers. Jack and Styles, niggas owe me YKO South. But I be. I follow OGs, not the IG. Fresh up out the lobby. I follow OGs, not the IG. Still throw parties when the app die. Got a bad bitch from the south side. On Tim smoking on your rush more. What you coming, nigga? Couple boys knocking at your front door. Yeah. Wonder how I got this hot and I'm still hungry. Cause that few million that nigga done touched ain't no real money. Uh, I was spending stacks on clothes, figure I'd track some hoes. Front row at fashion shows, never was my fashion goal. S550 coupe, pitch black, tent black, my bitch black. Face on the rolly, even this black. Big gun, we don't need no mishaps. Corner boy, fuck you talking old money for when I spent that. Racks on a jet, I'm landing somewhere in Vegas. Just to curb my enthusiasm like Larry David. I'm 10 times better, but I'm not near as famous. Cause paparazzi don't take pictures at where I'm hanging. Mm. And if she broke, I can't stand the bitch. I won a couple championships now. I'm in the more fancy shit. I'm hands on when I'm stamping bricks. I really flew southwest. My plug got a mansion with a landing strip. They hear the shit and start to think, is it really me? That me and Reg serve the whole city and that infinity? Get with us and tell me if I give off the energy. Extra Drug dealer, rapper, I'm the epitome. It's Butch. But I beat. Like, Benny smoked that. Yeah. That he was, smoked that. That was hard. That was hard. Smoked that. I, I was really, I, 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 like I said, I haven't really been listening to French albums like that. So I haven't heard him rap like that in a while. He's usually doing the auto-tune, nah, singing, is wild in this pop album. type stuff. But that was a hard verse from him. I like I like the tone of his voice. Like, it was more and more gritty, more... It reminded me of old French. Like, when I first started listening in high school. Yeah. Like, the mac and cheese era. It's like another French. one on there with him and Rob Forty. Oh, 49? Rob 49? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Rob 49. That song is tough. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I was, I was impressed with that. And Benny, I, I love Benny. Like, I've he's he's great. He's great. And that verse was great, too. A lot of cool punchlines there. So. Oh, yeah. It's a great track. Great track. You just put me... Because, honestly, I, I don't know if I would have listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I got to listen to a lot of music for work. And a French album, I'm kind of just like... Uh, but this is cool. This is nah, cool. yeah, nah. This album was fire. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was RZA, French Montana, DJ Drama, Benny the Butcher, produced by Cool and Dre. From my track, I brought a 2016 classic. We got "Don't Touch My Hair" by Solange, featuring Sampa. This is produced by a lot of different people. Uh, Radio, Patrick Wimberly, Brandon Cook, David Andrew Sitek, Salon, Solange, and Sampa. So let's get into "Don't Touch My Hair." Don't touch my hair When it's the feelings I wear Don't touch my soul When it's the rhythm I know Don't touch my crown They see the vision I've found Don't touch what's there When it's the feelings I wear 
song amazing yeah, album hit. great to hear Sanfa as always I had to let the Sanfa rock he's just been Sanfa's you know we, we we miss you man you you gotta pop out give us an album Sanfa's been it's been way too long um but yeah powerful record love the progression of it Salon is obviously an incredible vocalist just yeah I mean there's really nothing you can say about something that great. So, of course, listeners, if you want to hear these tracks and all tracks, you can get the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist on all platforms at the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio. And if you want to send us a track, whether you're an artist or a fan trying to put us onto something, you can DM us at StayBusyPod or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Take your headphones off. Before we get into our interview, we got a game for you, good sir. This game is called The Next Tier. <laughs> Did you just make this up? So shout out to my producer. Nick yeah. <laughs> shout out to my producer. He's, he's good at what he does. So I'm going to present you with a scenario, and you're going to give us the best advice or tips on how we can take things to the next tier. Are you ready, good sir? Bet. Let's do it. All right. So general wardrobe tips, personal sense of fashion, and honestly, you can help me out. Like I have really started to invest more in my style, been buying more kicks. Obviously, been buying a lot of tear, been buying a lot of Sandeer. Shout out to Kwani with Sandeer, New York. Um, so, shit, help me out. Like, how how can I improve the fit? Um, with your cover fit or just like fits in general? I mean, this or anything in general, for real, bro. Like, um, don't, don't worry. I, I got tough skin. I, I can take it. I think I'm going to give like wardrobe. Okay. I think in general, you know, Always like having like classic and staples work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like to have like a lot of like just classics and like staples. I really just go crazy with like buying sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, sneakers are like my thing to buy. But in terms of like clothing, like just something clean. Mm-hmm. Um, like this jacket you got on. Like, Pretty good. <laughs> you know, that's a versatile piece that you mm-hmm. could wear with like a graphic tee under. Yeah. You could wear it with some suit pants. You know, you could dress it up and dress it down. So I always think, like, pieces that you can dress up and dress down work. Mm-hmm. Um, bigger than that, I think pieces that represent your personality. Mm. Um, so, for example, like, I like graphics. You know, like, a lot of people don't really like graphics. Mm-hmm. I'm big on, like, graphic tees or just things that will, like, remind me of a, like, certain point or period in, like, time. Right. Um, you know, and for me, as a... The designer also, I have to be able to have like the best of both worlds. Like I can get really 
creative or we can keep it really like minimalistic mm-hmm. and you know and they're both tier yeah right so still creating that balance between if i see something minimalistic and something creative it still resonates to mm-hmm. like the uh, brand so i think yeah just one for your wardrobe just keeping pieces that you know you can enter like change also mm-hmm. like especially if you don't have like a super big budget or you can't buy everything pieces that work well with multiple things inside your closet works yeah do you feel like fashion sense can be taught? Um, I would say what's a fashion sense then? You know, everybody has their own style. True. Very you know, true. I think fashion is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, fashion is expressive. Mm-hmm. That's the word that I'm... I think however you dress, you should feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel good with the way you dress, then, hey... You know, I think people should wholeheartedly feel good. Me personally, if I could, I would wear a sweatsuit or a tracksuit every day. That's <laughs> just me. Personally, I like sweatsuits and tracksuits. Yeah. You know, can I wear suits and still look good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just did it this past weekend. Um, can I wear regular clothes like pants and jeans and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, but I would prefer <laughs> to wear tracksuits or sweatsuits. Mm-hmm. If I could every day, you know, I, I unfortunately can't. <laughs> but you know, All right. okay. that's that's the that's the that's the message. I think people should wear what they feel most comfortable in and what they look and what best represents them. Mm-hmm. What you wearing to a first date? Like, what's the fit for a first date? And I, I guess where you're going matters too. But um. Let's like what's what's the what's the thing that comes to your mind? What you wearing to a first date? Me personally, I'm wearing some pants, some good kicks. Um, I've worn hoodies at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably go for like a nice jacket or crew neck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like, I feel like, yeah, I've never thought of that question. Like, what do I wear on this first date? <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like, what I'm about to go outside and look good and feel good in, honestly. Facts. Um, but obviously, you're right, too. Like, it also do, like, pins on the place and mm. things like that. Uh, but then that's how, but you got to know the type of person you're dealing with and where y'all going, yeah. also. That's true. <laughs> that's true. What advice do you have for an entrepreneur who feels like they've been grinding, but people aren't paying attention? What are you grinding for? You asking me, or is that no? That's 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 what that's what that's that's what I would ask them. Mm, What are they grinding for? The validation? Are you grinding for other people's like approval, or are you Mm. grinding because this is what you want to do? You know, people are gonna either like what you do or not like what you're gonna do. People are gonna see what you do and not see what you do. People are gonna see what you do and act like they don't see what you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. So yeah, so what are you like doing it for? And like, and that's the question that I would ask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think obviously as artists, we all want our work to be visible yeah. for people to see it. Yeah. Um, we want people to like what we do, um, and we all hope that what we do ultimately changes our lives in some way or form. But that all starts with how good you feel about what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think, you know, as long as you're doing what you love and you're staying consistent and you are making strides daily, eventually whatever you want or need, it'll be there, you know, because there's people that have the success without the val- without the validation. People you walk by, I'm pretty sure you walk by successful people, millionaires every day, and you will not know who they are, their name, mm-hmm. their anything, yeah. you know? Um, so I'd ask, so that's what I would ask, like, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this because you want others to validate this, or do, are you doing this because this is your purpose and you feel like God has this calling for you that mm-hmm. you should be doing this, all right? Um, I tell people like whether whether I have a good day or a bad day, I do what I love every day. Mm. I can make zero dollars. I can make a hundred thousand dollars. Every day is different, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I love what I do, mm. and I'm okay that if I post this video or this clip and it don't get. 4,000 likes like the last one did or this and that. Like, this is still a part of me. This is still what I'm doing, you know? And I think when we stop looking for external validation, you know, um, once we start validating our, our like, selves, Mm -hmm. then those things will come, you're right. Like, people only respect you as much as you respect yourself. Um, So, yeah. It's a great, uh, yeah. You you probably have someone shook if you. Well, <laughs> what you grinding for? Like, well, yeah, I'm asking, like, because like, you know, I don't know. I guess since I was a a like kid, like I've always had this confidence and like stole mm. in like in me. Whereas yeah. like nobody can really tell me that I can't do something or that I won't do something. You know, maybe and and I can maybe kind of like tribute or I like tribute or like a lot of that to like. The way my mom raised me, yep. where like I was able to like what I like. If I don't like something, I didn't have to do it. If I wanted to explore something, I was able to do it. Um, so maybe that plays a part in it. But I also think me naturally, I just, you know, I'm going to do something because I want to do it. Because if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it anyway. Mm. And I'm not going to seek people to validate what I'm doing. You know, I can ask 100 people their like, opinion about how they feel about this and I'm still do the opposite thing <laughs> I just wanted to know what I just, I just, I just wanted to know what you thought <laughs> just, um, just, just checking the toe yeah I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just checking the toe I feel that you know I feel that um, but that's only because I feel this confidence when I do things yeah to where it's like you may not see it but I may see it and as long as I'm able to see it through eventually you will see it and that's how I look at things okay. you know I even look at that one like tear you know how many Items dropped a year ago, two years ago that people uh, just see yesterday or today or the other day. Mm-hmm. And then in my mind, it's like, well, it's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Were you looking? Did it miss you? But it's like, honestly, people don't see everything That's all the true. time. Am I going to stop working because I didn't get the reaction I thought I was going to get? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of instant gratification that can warp your mind into thinking that you're not succeeding. Yeah, that you're not doing something and like you are. Like if you yeah. got one order today or you gained one new customer or you gained one like, you know, or whatever your goal is, right? Mm-hmm. If you gain something, even if it's a lesson, you still gain something. Yeah. You know? Spitting. 
How does someone get their shimmy right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I actually do not put that in there. You're going to bleep that out. We are non hazing, members of non hazing organizations. Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated is a non hazing fraternity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trick question. You got that one right. Only noobs could get their shimmy right. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. There it is. There it is. <laughs> if you were the GM of your favorite sports team, how would you tell them to get to a championship? What do they got to do to get to the next tier within their league? Take accountability. Take accountability. Mm. I'll tell everybody that, though. Mm. I feel like a lot of people don't take uh, accountability in what they do. That's very true. Um, well, what is your favorite sports team? I'm not really into sports. Oh, yeah, okay, I don't really gotcha. watch sports. But that's um, still a very important thing. But I like. still, I feel like that's a interchangeable skill. Yeah, you know, between all like fields. Absolutely. Um, if I had to pick a favorite team, actually, yeah, no, <laughs> actually, it's, no. I'm it's not, not looking good in the New York right now because the Knicks. So <laughs> I understand. Um, no, but yeah, I feel like. Like accountability is the biggest thing that somebody can do. Yeah. Um, because it opens up the door for growth. Mm-hmm. It opens up the door to see where you went wrong and how you can and like prove. Yeah. Um, and it also lets people know that they don't have to hold you accountable because you're mm-hmm. already holding yourself accountable. Yeah. And I think that's like something big that I live by. Like I never want to give somebody a chance to tell me something about myself that I already didn't tell myself. Yeah. And sometimes those like those moments where someone who knows you well tells you about yourself are necessary. Like, yeah. like Nick will do that with me, but I, I too really value accountability. Yeah. Like, but like self or like atonement means like everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, because absolutely. you want to be able absolutely. to not always have people check you. You want to be mm-hmm. able to realize where you went wrong in yeah. situations. You know. Yeah. I think one of the biggest flaws is somebody that thinks that they do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> or somebody that thinks that like. It's somebody else's fault, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and why I say I like accountability because we're talking about a team sport, yep, right, so that's even more in like important mm-hmm. where it's like it's cool to point out everything from the other players, but where did you go wrong? What could you have done better, yeah, you know, and once we're in a in a place that we can take like accountability for what we do, I think. That allows once again that room for growth and that room to win, mm-hmm. right? Because if everybody's taking that like accountability, we all know what we have to do. We all know where we went wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Because the other worst thing is telling somebody that they're wrong or they can be better, and then them not seeing it, mm-hmm. so they can't or won't change. Mm-hmm. Right, so when you can see for yourself that you need to fix something, because I can tell you something over and over again until you see it for yourself. Most times, the same pattern is gonna yeah. repeat itself and it's repeat itself be and intrinsic. repeat itself. It's gotta be intrinsic. I talk to my therapist about it all the time. Like yeah. I remember years ago, I was focused on <clears throat> simply being self-aware, mm-hmm. which is really just the first step. 
accountability and self-awareness go hand in hand, but it's the execution. It's like, all right, I have this knowledge of myself. Now what are you going to do with it? I know what I need to fix, but if I don't fix it, then it's, it just stays broken. Yeah. And a lot of people think, knowing that, like, a lot of people promote, like, oh, I'm so self-aware, I'm so self-aware. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you're not doing nothing with it, so what, like, it's wasted knowledge at that point. So right. I completely agree. I completely feel you on that. Um, but, man, let's get into you. Um, so grew up in Brooklyn. Um, I know that you had interest in the arts and entertainment and media management upon getting to college. But, like, young Nigeria, like, what what were your interests, like, six, seven years old? Um, six, seven years old, I was probably some of the same interests now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I feel like none of my interests really changed. Like, mm-hmm. I still... Love a lot of the same shit, mm-hmm. literally. Um, cartoons, <laughs> anime, nature. Mm-hmm. I was like very adventurous back then. Like mm-hmm. I'm still very adventurous. Um, I'm also big on like I like doing things by myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I would just go like explore places when I was younger, mm-hmm. and it's like. Now, like, I would be on a flight to, like, a different country, like, by myself. <laughs> Literally. Up. And just, like, hey, like, it's meant for me to see the world. And if it's not, then, mm-hmm. you know, well, I lived a good one. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. So, like, just very, very, uh, like, venturous. Just curious about, like, like, I've always had this curiosity of life. Yeah. Um, And knowing what's out there. Like, I like understanding why things work. Mm-hmm. Um, I like understanding, you know, patterns and like habits. So like I'm still interested in like a lot of the same things. Um, and that's just act like exploring, designing, art. Um, I would say teenage years, I was like heavy on just like fashion. Mm-hmm. Um more so mainly because almost every school that I went to I had to wear a uniform. Mm. So it's like whenever I got a chance to get dressed. Put that shit on. You put that shit like, on. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to come to school Friday and fuck y'all up real quick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, so like yeah, like literally, mm-hmm. literally. Um and then I was also like just having like a lot of parties mm-hmm. at that time. Like I'm like this is back in Brooklyn when like teams were like popping. Um and anybody that grew up in Brooklyn and no teams, it was like you had like all these different groups of teenagers that made their own cliques and we were all doing photo shoots and having parties and just like having the time, mm-hmm. honestly. Um so I've been having a like Vince since I was like fifteen years old. Wow. You know, um and it's funny because I feel like you like Vince and production like that's one of my first loves mm-hmm. whereas like I had mentioned earlier about how I just naturally feel about me so be be like because I feel that way about me I just like seeing other people happy right so whenever I used to have parties and things like that it's like oh shit, I'm making somebody else have a good mm-hmm. time because I'm naturally on the holiday I'm naturally yep. gonna have a good time um you know so I think having a like Vince for like me was that way of like bringing people together and seeing people have fun. Um so yeah, big on I like Vince. Younger me was definitely probably a little bossy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that that like probably transitions into like you now like 
when I like speak about management or like just things like that, you know, because I've always had like, I feel like I just always know how to, how to make something shape, mm-hmm. basically, for lack of better words, is like, I can almost see things happening, so it's like we just got to get there. Like, we just got to get there. Like, this has already happened. It's already been written. It's just about getting to the end of that process. And, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like I've always just had good managerial skills, mainly because, like, I'm, like, a self-thinker mm-hmm. a lot. So it's just, like, I think this will work. And most times it always works. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, thank God for that. I feel that. I feel that. Then you started at LIU 2011. Um, what made you choose LIU? Obviously, your major is graphic design, arts, entertainment, media management. They all make sense. But what what, what made you choose LIU? Yeah. Um, LIU is like my home. LIU is like one of my second homes. I think prior to me going to LIU, I used to go up to LIU a lot, um, mainly because my mom went to LIU. Um, legacy thing. So my mom got her bachelor's and master's from LIU, and she was getting her PhD from LIU also. Um, unfortunately, the year that I started LIU, my mom passed. Sorry. So it was like you know, like that was a tough time, but it was like I definitely have to go here and make it work, you know, and like make something happen, you know. Um, I'm at LIU. Damn it, all, like, the faculty, staff, teachers, like, they know my mom. So, like, I definitely had that love when I came in. Uh, But, yeah, it was just more so, like, LIU felt like home, and it was that, like, legacy to me. Um, Yeah, like, I just felt that connection there, and I was like, I definitely have to go there because this is where my mom went and where she excelled at, Mm -hmm. you know, and grateful that I did the same thing. Um, and then my sister went to LIU and then um, one of my cousins went to, went to LIU and now my little brother is a freshman at LIU now mm-hmm. so that's what's up did, did, did you feel like so for me like my mom she really pressed going to Cornell on me because she got rejected from there so she was like my, my kid's gonna go and I went so shout out to her she did a great job did, did you feel like there was pressure to go or it was more so like you really felt that desire nah. within you yeah. to be okay I think once I think earlier like I mentioned I was like you know like I always like and this is something that I uh, like appreciate because I have so many friends who tell me different stories about their upbringing yeah. and like what their parents made them do or force on them or things like that um and yeah, I was told that I have to go to college, but I wasn't told like, oh, Where? you have to go to this college. You right. have to like, you know, like that was all my own choice. That's what's up. You know, and I'm grateful and blessed that I grew up in a household where you know my uh, like opinions or my mindset did matter. You know, um, so yeah, like I genuinely went to LIU because I felt it was like the right thing to do. Yeah. So you're there doing your thing. You know, college is fun. Doing, doing the damn thing, and then 2014 comes around, and you get started with Tier. Now, we've had Swaggy C on the show. We've had Kojo on, so they've kind of told us how they got connected with with you all. But, like, the the, the making of it, like deciding to start a fashion brand, because a lot of people start a lot of fashion brands in college and high school and all that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it's tough managing 
your college schedule in general, classes, extracurriculars, a life, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, like, that's tough. I'm making a, a, a full brand and naming it Tier. Like, what's the, what, what's the backstory behind making Tier in 2014? Yeah, I think, for me personally, like, I always wanted to have my own brand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been a vision of mine since I was very young. Um, I was super into, once I was super into, like, fashion, art, um... And animation and things like that. And all of these were like pillars for me wanting to create something of of my own. Um, I like ironically enough, my freshman year of LIU, I'm working on starting a, a uh brand. Mm. Wasn't called Tear. <laughs> the designs were way different. <laughs> Everything. Um, but I would be in class every day just drawing, sketching, mocking things up. And I'm like, I'm gonna have this brand soon, I'm gonna have this brand soon. Fast forward 2014, um, well, fast forward to 2013, really, is this is after I crossed. I'm now a member of my organization, and I'm getting cool with, like, brothers that are in my, like, chapter. Um, so me and two of my chapter members, we actually all started, like, tier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because we just used to always meet up and talk about fashion, talk about art, talk about clothing, um, and honestly just speak about what we liked, didn't like, what we can kind of like tribute, and the, everything boiled down to like, we have a story to tell mm-hmm. um, as a collective, but also as individuals. And on top of that, you know, we feel like we can create something game-changing, mm-hmm. you know? And once again, I come from an events background also. So for me, the experiential p- portion of it has to be there. Yeah. Um, and it just, every everything just really came down to like, hey, like, we all have our own, own love for art, for to, to like design and for fashion. And how can we come together to make this something prosperous? Mm-hmm. And we took it from there. Like we were young college students, never had a fashion internship, never worked at any stores. Like I really didn't have a like a real job like prior to college. Yeah. Um. So it was just like just learning like as we went. But it was like I knew that I was passionate about something. Mm-hmm. So once again, like I'm never gonna do something where I don't think that I'm gonna not like. Right down the line. So I've always been had that mindset of like, if I'm doing this, I'm gonna put my all in it because I naturally don't do things that I don't wanna do. Yeah. Um and yeah, now we're eight years <laughs> later. Well we'll get there. We'll get there. Cause cause I'm I'm <laughs> oh, like well, yeah. specifically landing on the name Tier. What 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 made y'all decide the name Tier was Um was we went through a lot of different so that actually went through like a lot of sessions. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of sessions of just like brand naming, logos, things like that. We were coming back with different images, different representations. Um, but then we kept finding, like, common the like nominators between what we were doing. Um, and one thing that, like, sealed the deal was Isai, who was one of my co-founders. Co- uh, mm-hmm. He has a varsity jacket that he designed, his K-Isai jacket. Mm-hmm. So you know how you put, like, our graphics and stuff yeah. on the back? So... He has the shield coming out of two rips because he's a deuce. Mm. 
and he drew the ribs. And we're just looking at it, and other images that we made were kind of like resembling like things ripping or tearing apart or things like that. And his was literally two rips. And we were like, oh, tear. But let's not spell tear like the way the rips mm. are spelled. Right? So tear is a double entendre, which is why we have our rip logo. Mm. And the rip logo is three instead of two because it's three of us. Gems. Okay. So, um, and then as we were speaking about it, we also just kept seeing key, key or words that we want the brand to represent. So we were using words like elevation, um, structure, things like that. And when we were looking at words that mean these things, for those words, like two, three words, the word tear came up. Mm. And then it just made sense with the tear that was in the like drawing. And we were like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, this is it. Mm. Um, because we knew as a brand, we just always wanted to keep elevating and pushing forward and have structure while doing it. You know, um, and just keep reinventing and taking things to new heights and to new levels. All things that and like encompasses the words here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, everything else is just history from there. That's creative as fuck, mad clever. Wow, I I I so. I didn't expect that, but that's really dope. Like that's yeah, a really dope. So that's story. why we have the rip logo <laughs> yeah. because it's like an actual like tear, like an actual mm-hmm. rip. Yeah, and at that time. Um, our first graphics were our favorite paintings, be, but like behind the rip logo. So it basically showed that like the shirt was ripping open, and you've seen the graphic. But those were to signify like things are always more than meets the eye, right? So it's always like a deeper message and things like that. So that's where we get into like the actual spelling of like tear, whereas like. Something that's more kind of like pelling, something that's elevated, something that feels new, like you're entering a new space. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Now, the early stages of a brand, it's like, okay, we got these ideas. We got our name figured out. Obviously, you don't just open a store and start, you know, making bread. It's like it's it's a grind. So talk about those early stages of you know, finding places to, you know, create the, the ideas you had and distribution yeah. and getting your name out there. Like, talk, talk about those early, early growing days. Definitely, definitely a process. Mm-hmm. Still is a process, like, daily. Um, especially for Tier, I just remember us just starting out, like, we were doing college fashion shows. We were selling merchandise out of my dorm room <laughs> um we had a launch party when, when like we like first launched the brand at like this restaurant that was like a couple blocks down um and like a lot of people came out to uh, that and you know at that time a lot of people back then and this is like i like guess the, like cool part where it's like a lot of people back then even like now like People, even in people in the in in the industry now, a lot of people don't really know me, only from Tear. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody is from Brooklyn or from New York City and they're in the industry now, whether it's music, fashion, or things like that, like a lot of us know each other from growing up in Brooklyn. Mm. 
a lot of us know each other from like being mixy like outside. <laughs> um, and then if I'm speaking college, a lot of us know each other from college or from Greek life. Yeah. You know. Um, That's how you met Swaggy C. Yeah. yeah. So it's like people that I grew up with is so like supporting their brain, people that I'm going to college with, people that's in these orgs and I'm supporting. So it was like that family was like kind of built prior to even having a like brand. So when we did launch a brand, granted it wasn't like hundreds and thousands of like sales and orders, but it was still enough support to keep things going. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and I just I like credit that to, you know, the people that we grew up with or people that seen us hustle and grinding in like college or yeah. um the people that seen us starting out a brand and being like, hey, like, you know, these dudes from Brooklyn are doing some great things. Like, y'all should check them out. Um, and then on, like, the other side, just me being any and everywhere, you know, um, which is why I always say, like, early I was like, you know, well, who are you doing it for? Like, why do you want to do this? Whereas, like, I remember going everywhere imaginable Everywhere imaginable, and I always had to. Like, I remember there was a point in time where I used to drop people's orders off to them. Like, mm-hmm. I would have my car full of orders just to make sure people would get their orders on time, mm-hmm. make sure that the service was good. I was going to album for like lease parties, I was going to certain events to network, mm-hmm. like any anywhere there was a panel or a discussion, or I knew like people were going to be at like I'm going there like I'm pitching my brand I'm talking about it I'm getting my getting my clothes to like certain artists if I'm not getting into them I had people that were in spaces that were able to make those connections for me so like it's a real grind it's like a real hustle and it's like you know these are things that like separate people that like really want want like something versus people that like say they want certain things is like, I was outside for real. Like, mm-hmm. outside for real in the field, making sure that no matter what, like, tear gets seen, tear gets noticed. And ultimately, like, I'm putting tear inside the best light. Yeah. And I'm putting tear inside the spaces that I know is going to help us as a brand. Mm-hmm. And once again, like, having those connections to either people that were in the industry, you know. Um, I know you mentioned, like, C. Like, you know, like, C used to be at series. Mm-hmm. And anytime, like, she, well, she, she, like, still is that series, but anytime, like, an artist would, like, come up or things like that, she's like, hey, like, I got so-and-so coming up, like, let's get him this or let's get her this. Mm-hmm. And it was a word. I would just go meet her and get it done, things like that. Um, yeah, it's just a full-out grind. Yeah. Just a full-out grind. And outside of just being places and going places, like, really putting in the time and the effort and the dedication and also building, like, a team, you know. And a lot of us, we don't come from backgrounds or places where we're taught how to manage a team or how to interact with, like, people um, in a business or, like, professional setting. Yeah. Um, we're not taught about, like, you know, well, LLCs is needed for this and taxes <laughs> is needed for this and um, you just got to make sure all your legal is right and yeah. things like that. So, once again, this is all, like, learning while we're in the process and mm-hmm. while we're doing things. And we've been blessed to come this far eight years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, once again, this was something that I never took lightly. So it wasn't something that I planned on just doing that as, like, a little gig in college. Yeah, You know, it was something that, like, I knew, like, 
my life depends on this, mm. right? And you, um, you hustle differently. When, yeah, when and I life is yeah. yeah. You know, um, mainly for me because I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. um, and I just always just wanted things that I created. And telling the stories that I've been through, you know, like I've been through a lot of different things in life. Right. And it's like, we as people need mediums to share our stories. Some people use music as their outlet. Um, some people use gym as their outlet. For me, it was like, let me tell these stories through clothing. Mm. You know, um, let me tell these, experience, um, tell these experiences through the uh, like events that we provide through through uh, what we do at here, you know, let me have other people tell their stories through things like Entrepreneur Festival that we have. Um, like I said, like I grew up inside the projects my whole life. So it's like seeing what I seen back then and being in those environments to what I'm able to do now and either the connections that I'm able to make or the rooms that I'm able to be in or things like that, like, I'm always, I'm like, if I can accelerate somebody else's process now that I know is serious, that I know is motivated, and that I know just has what it takes, you know? Once again, like, a lot of people say they want to do things, but it's a different, like, I think at, like, this point, you know when people are serious about what they want to do. 100%. So if I'm ever in a space to excel somebody else, um, to, like, act like, accelerate somebody else's process, or provide a resource or a connection or things like that, then I'm going I'm to do it because these are all things that I had to figure out. That's the way you know, it be. And I'm grateful I had to figure it out, but it, it came with a lot of, like, taxing things, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be mentally or physically or things like that. Yeah. Um, but once again, if you, if you get an opportunity to wake up the next day, then that's your chance to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I know you were previously an art instructor at Brooklyn Museum, a former art teacher at Achievement First Apollo Elementary, and a Blackbird Nation store manager and apparel designer when you were doing your master's at LIU. What do you feel like those outside experiences were able to do for you, and what were you able to apply to tier through those those experiences? Definitely. Um so I worked at the museum when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was like work study. It was like, right. I'm like, how did you know that? <laughs> that was like oh, middle school work study. That I'm, was like, not I'm even work study. That's like, um, what's that? Summer youth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but all, also, but all of those experiences, yeah, definitely. young, you know, they, they plant seeds right. and take things from them. So that's why so, I thought it was important to ask. So I was like, for me, I've always loved the museum, mm-hmm. you know, like. Just seeing different artists' takes on life and how they express themselves, you know, that's that's always been something that's big for me. Um, But then fast-forwarding to, like, after, um, out of my undergraduate years to being a grad grad student. So I'm in grad school and teaching at the same time. Wow. On top of that, like, tier is already tier Mm. in terms of (laughs) it being out. So this is like well, I started teaching in 2017. Yes, Tier had been out for three years. Then wasn't at what wasn't what it is now, mm-hmm. but it was still in like the building and growing processes. Um, and during that time, you know, things kept moving and moving, and progress kept happening. Um, 
but once again, like I'm just in these other aspects of my life. Like mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get my master's, um, teaching. And for me, like my master's was something that I had to get. Like that was for me, like that was a personal goal. Like I'm not stopping until <laughs> I get this. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so it was that. Then I was an art teacher teaching kindergarten to fourth um, yeah, teaching kindergarten to fourth grade. Um and that was an experience because this is my first time teaching. Mm-hmm. It's from a charter network. Kids are between like five and ten. Yeah. Um luckily kids love me. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved all my students. Yeah. Um and I think the big part of that was I just remember being young, black, and in school. Like, I remember being that age and not seeing teachers that looked like me. I remember being that age and my teachers are, like, 50 and 60 and white. You know, they, like, they're not understanding what I'm going through and and the, like, hood or what, what struggles or issues I have at home or things like that. Um, and And oftentimes they didn't care either. You know, so me being in that space and me being able to be, I was, what, 24 at that time? So me being 24 years old, being able to teach young black and brown children that come from the same community as me, like, it felt easy. Mm. It felt easy. Um, Granted, it wasn't always easy, (laughs) but it felt easy because I can relate to them. Like, yes, they're 4 to 10, but, like, I still know their struggles, you know. I know what it feels like to be in certain situations at a certain age. Um, And honestly, like, when you get down to it, a 20-something-year-old and a 4- to 10-year-old, y'all probably got a lot of things in common. Y'all rocking the same shoes because y'all all rocking either Jordans or Nikes or <laughs> something of that sort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, parents get their kids fly as hell these days, yeah. even back then. Um. And then on top of that, I probably listen to the same music. A 20-year-old and a teenager and a young kid are 10 times out of 10 listening to the same music. That's true. So it's like we related through music, through clothing, through environment, through everything. So now the teaching aspect is easy now. Because there's that rapport. Because it's that rapport and that relatability. Yeah. You know, and... I think that's something special about, you know, all the young black and brown teachers that we have this day 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 and age. Yeah. Um, because we didn't have that representation growing up, you know, and so to be in that space at that age and, you know, yes, I was a teacher, but like they were my my other teachers too. Like yeah. I learned a lot from them, you know. Um, and once again, like I was teaching art. So creatively, it was also feel like you're being fulfilled. Fueling me too. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like I'm getting to teach them the basics of art, color theory, um, teaching them about different mediums and art styles and you know, act like act like experimenting with different fabrics and material, you know, like young kids in arts and crafts, I can only imagine how you think a classroom looks. <laughs> Probably nuts. <laughs> you know. Um, but it was beautiful, yeah. you know, because they're so creative and they're yeah. so genuine and so honest and I always say that the most honest human beings on earth on, on earth are kids. That's facts. <laughs> because they haven't been 
contaminated by what the world has to say or offer yet. Yeah. You know, you really start thinking for yourself as you experience, not, not start thinking f- for yourself, but you really start, like, looking at things more or having a perspective yeah. based off your experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, a child mind is so absor- absorbent and yeah. so free. There's no filter. <laughs> you know? There's no filter. So it's like, if they say they feel somewhere, they feel that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that, that's, oh. that seems like such a fitting role for you just based off of what you described throughout the conversation, how you're so focused on everyone else's experiences and, and growth and adding value to their situations. And I do want to give you a moment to flex. You know, you're the, the you're Kappa motto, achievement in every field of human endeavor. <laughs> Tier has achieved a lot. Like, wh- what do you look at as the, like, checkpoints or milestones for y'all? Like, I've, I've been aware of the brand for, like, three years now. <clears throat> I went to the the pop-up shop in LA. I've seen, you know, Fashion Week and all these different things and all these celebrities wearing them. But like for you being on the back end, putting all of this together, all the hard work that you put in, late nights, dropping shit off at people, like what do you look at as the the the, the checkpoint milestones for the brand? Um Checkpoint milestones. See, this is the part where I'll probably try to say something clever or slick, <laughs> but it's like only because I don't know. Like I always feel like I have more work to do. Right. Like I always feel like I still have things to do, and like I'm proud of everything that has been accomplished and everything that I do. Um, but honestly, like a lot of times I haven't lived in those moments. Um, not that I will like regret it now because it's something that I'm working on now, like to be more present and um and just to take 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 like in these moments more, you know, because a lot of times these moments happen for me way before they happen for the public. Right. So when the public sees it, that's it's when everybody's already, hype. But I'm yeah. just like, I'm already working on it's something emotion, else because yeah. this has been in motion for like mm-hmm. this X amount of time or this is going on. Um. So I'm like still excited. Mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, happy for it. But I've I'm also still like working towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but that's also a space that I'm like trying to get out of just being yeah. just like letting things marinate, letting, and not only letting things marinate, but letting like feelings marinate mm-hmm. without getting too come, come like placing and like, like, cause I am a person where I like to keep like active. I like yeah. to keep busy. It's an important balance. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think something big, um, for the brand and for us is, I think, the last New York Fashion Week show that we just did, mm-hmm. we did it at Long Island University. It's like, I couldn't ask for anything more from including like faculty and staff and students to doing it on the campus where I literally spent eight years of my life at. Yeah. Um, where we started the brand, where like so many of the brand history and origins are rooted in LIU. Mm-hmm from our friends that so like ported us from the jump, um, to people just seeing us grow also as like in the like visuals. You know, I think that show is so powerful and then to go back to the school and give that opportunity to students to be models instead of like casting m- models yeah. or things like that, you know, to this day like the students still hit like hit me. I literally speak to like most of the students like every day. 
w- whether like they just need advice or or like have a like quick question or want me to pull up to something, you know, um, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like important to me. You know, f- like me, clothing is there. You know, like we're gonna make clothes. It's like it's like gonna be quality. People are gonna and like enjoy it. But I want people to enjoy the impact of tier more. Yeah. You know, yes, enjoy our products, but enjoy the impact as well. Um, and yeah, like that was just super, super big. Like even that, I'm still processing. Like I really just produced a <laughs> huge ass show with my team at not only my old university, but the place that really birthed this brand. Yeah, you know, so that was huge. It's very meaningful. Like that was a like that was a fulfilling moment. Yeah. And I know from Tier, you kind of um, created Entrepreneur Festival and Art Never Dies Foundation. Like, what was the what was the motivation behind taking this and kind of using it to be a launch pad for for those those additional endeavors? Yeah, I think for me, I always said that Tier is a creative fashion agency. Mm. So it's a creative and fashion brand, you know. Um, and I say that too because it's just once again it's more than clothing, it's more than the product. And with Entrepreneur Festival, specifically, me personally, I love festivals. Mm-hmm. I love festivals, yeah. you know. <laughs> I like the feeling of being at a concert, seeing people perform live. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like panels. A lot of people think panels are probably boring or things like that. But I truly enjoy like listening to people share their stories. Yeah. And what they went through and how they over like came in. Um, I I don't know if it's because my mother was a psych, psych psychologist, but mm-hmm. I've always been in the mindset of like understanding why thing. So yeah. like I like sitting in on like people's stories. Um and just under like standing more. Um But yeah, like I think between those things it's just like I'm just, I don't even know no more, honestly. <laughs> um, what was the question again? I, I was asking about uh, Entrepreneur Festival and, yeah. and Art Never Dies Foundation. Okay, cool. Hopefully we could clip that out and refix it. <laughs> no problem. Um, but I go back to the festival to uh, to say that because I like con- uh, concerts and I like panels and things like that, it prompted me to have this festival, but to do it in like an uncommon way. And when anybody thinks about a concert or a festival and things like that, we think about big name artists, big name people, yeah. um, because those are what drive sales, those are what drives money, things like that. For me, I'm like, at that time, like especially, and even more now, I'm making clothes, I'm a fashion. Designer, I have friends that are fashion designers, and I also have friends that are doing other things. And for me, I'm like, okay, I want us all to be in one space showcasing our talents. I know so many people that are doing music. I know so many people that are doing culinary things from, like, private dinners to being chefs for, like, athletes and players. Um, I know people that are, like, making skincare products and... Everything, everything, you know? And with that, I'm like, I want to create a space for 
creatives and young entrepreneurs to showcase their work, but not only showcase their work, be connected with the right people in the right industries and learn from others, learn from others within your same field. And I always say like some of my biggest inspirations in life don't come from fashion, you know? Um, so it's like when you're able to connect with creatives or like cross fields, that's powerful. So that's the space that I wanted this festival to be. Mm-hmm. So Entrepreneur Festival, it covers art, music, beauty, culinary, fashion, and journalism. Love that. Um, <laughs> because all of these things are art forms. Yeah. All of these things are art forms, and they are all one way or another intertwined with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? And having that place where these people can meet showcase their work, showcase their talents, connect with people that they probably would have never gotten a chance to see or meet. Like, that's powerful. So I would bring my friends that are in the industry and bring my friends that I know are doing, like, things on the up and, like, coming in. And, hey, like, y'all should know each other. Y'all should meet. Like, this actually makes sense. Um, And just getting, like, inspired, you know. Um, Then literally put on the festival for two years, a lot of <laughs> a lot of money, a lot of money, all out of our own pockets, just to see, you know, this happen, mm. you know, because once again, like that's the fulfilling moment for me. It's like, absolutely, what connections can I uh, make? What yeah. bridges can I collect next? You know, um, and that's literally like the principle of what the festival was like founded off of. And even with the Art Never Dies Foundation now, you know, what we're trying to do from there is literally create merchandise through this foundation where 100% of the proceeds will go towards creatives in this in the form of either scholarships or programming, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, now we can have these collect community like events, whether it's socials or panels or mixers or networks or workshops. Um, now, a high school student that may be struggling to launch a brand or a college student that wants to launch a brand, a brand but has, but doesn't have the money but has a really good business plan and knows how to spend the fund, now we have resources to be able to provide that for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, once again, like that's all it's about. Yeah. Like, Doing your thing, but making sure that your thing also lights the way for the next person to do their thing. And, you know, granted, like, not everybody follows or the thing or the right things happen within all of that, but it's like you want to make sure your and like tensions are good and you want to make sure that it goes how you and like vision it, you know. Um, and that's my path currently, just really trying to still do my thing, still be who I am, but knowing that, like, hey, like, there's room for everybody to do their thing. Like, I've never looked at anybody as they're taking away from me. Because once again, it's like, what can you add to the room? I don't go into any places thinking what, I, what like, I can take from it. Mm-hmm. I'm going in places, like, how can I add to this place? Absolutely. Like, how can I leave this place and people be like, yeah. You know? 
Like, that's how people should feel. Like, I'm not about to leave, like, oh, yeah, I just got all mm-hmm. all of this and yeah. all of that, and I'm about to, you know? Yeah. That doesn't really do nothing, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Uh, to close here, I got to ask, and this might this might give you hell, but try to, first thing that comes to your mind, what is your absolute favorite piece of tear clothing? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Damn. I feel like I have a new favorite every season. Makes sense. Like, that's definitely the type of person that I am. I'm mm. like, oh, damn, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Um, My favorite piece of tear clothing. Right now, currently, it'll have to be the leather space pants. Leather space pants. Okay. Because <laughs> when I tell you, that I have like four or five peers just for myself, and I probably <laughs> should not publicly say that now because now some people are going to try to take the pants that I got. But like, I love those pants. Yeah. Like, I love those pants, and those good pants. like, I would just wear them every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a week worth of pants, <laughs> leather <laughs> pants, and I'm gonna wear them every day. Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah, leather space pants. Well, now the listener's about to jump him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, thank you so much for pulling up. Uh, congratulations on all your success um, and just your mindset and your approach to it all. It's like it's really admirable because you could have came in here and just flexed. Like, yo, <laughs> like you could you could have really came in here and absolutely flexed. But I think people are going to get a lot out of the way you approach tier and collaborating with other brands and creating an experience for other people. So I really respect that. I definitely want to salute you. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, um, find Tier, and if there's anything you want to promote that's coming up. Yes. Y'all can find Tier on Instagram at Tier underscore NYC. Tier is spelled T-I-E-R underscore NYC. Our website is shoptier.nyc. Our Twitter is shoptier. You can find me on Instagram at Nida Spade. That is N-I-D-E-S-S-P-A-D-E. And what's coming up? What do we have coming up? We have a lot of special things coming up this month. I'm not going to say it, but it's about to roll out soon. Project 5, Tier University, will be dropping in April. This is probably the first time I said that publicly. Mm. So There we go, exclusives. Pop-up <laughs> shops, new merchandise, new events, experiences coming this March and this April. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. We're kicking off Busy Black Business Month with Tier, my guy, Nigeria Early. Thank you again so much for pulling through. Of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com backslash staybusypod if you want to follow me at Armand Sather. But most importantly, make sure that you stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world staying busy. Taking time, get it right if you miss me I'm the size, 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 I'm the